T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. Several people are texting us saying there's a fire in the lake off the spillway. Well, we're told it's a marsh fire. And uh, Courtney's been telling us in her camera she can see smoke crossing the spillway. So be careful going through there. We may have some visibility issues when the smoke gets thick. Text me on the Oakland Art Jewelers talking text line at 504-260-1870. If you've been through there and safely gotten where you're going, let us know how bad it was. Got frost this morning? Ooh, it's a cold stuff start particularly away from the lake uh it's 37 in homa where the national weather service has now corrected the uh equipment that said it was snowing there no longer says that it's clear in 36 in hammond so we got frost up there 33 in bogalusa at the airport in kenner it's 43 degrees to get going going to be a nice sunny day with highs in the 70s mike detillier wwl co-host of sports talk and our nfl and saints analyst good morning sir how you doing on this monday after the super bowl i'm fine thank you dave <laughs> you know uh you and i share uh one quantic quality that a lot of people note we're like cyborgs no matter what you throw at us we just keep going we can stay up late get on the radio early spend a whole day broadcasting whatever it takes <laughs> we'll do it right yeah, you know, for me, it's uh, it's uh, I guess a bad habit. I get my four hours sleep in, uh, needed or not. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that, that's four, about it for yeah, me. Five hours is a is a long night of sleep for me as well. Yeah, so. pretty much. <laughs> uh, well, uh, you couldn't go to bed right after that game last night. Had to have the adrenaline flowing. Well, how nice was it to have a competitive Super Bowl? No, listen, Super it was Bowl. a great game, Dave. It really was. Um, you hated to see that it. Sorta is going to get overshadowed because of the penalty late, mm-hmm. and, and it was a foul. I mean, uh, he, he did grab him. Uh, that was that was a penalty. But you can call but, holding on any play in football. But right? you could you could it the timing of it though, uh, you know, always is gonna for for people who uh, they they got it in there their thick skull that, you know, the the NFL is rigged and they're, they're against certain teams and so forth and so on. The timing of it was, was terrible. Okay. And, and it, listen, I, I agree with you. You could call it on a lot of different plays. But on that one, and even after the game, Bradbury admitted uh, that he had grabbed him and, and, and tugged him. And so – uh, it was a penalty, but it yeah, really... You, just, you didn't see the jersey pull away from the body, which is usually the telltale sign of a hold. You didn't see an extended period of time where he was delaying his progress. But by the letter of the rules, absolutely, you could have called holding on that play. You just wonder if yeah. it wasn't one of the situations where they should have, as many people say, let the boys play. Yeah, because to be honest with you, they had let him play. 
uh, all game long. They really had. They had sort of just let it let it go. Uh, they called the obvious if you were offsides or uh, you know illegal motion that sort of thing. But it, it, up until that point, it was really great to watch these two young quarterbacks wow. just go after uh, one another. And it really came down to uh, what settles most games, a turnover. Uh, Jalen Hurts was terrific in his football game. But he had one, one play, yeah. fumble, strip, bang, they scored a touchdown on it. And that, in the end, became the difference in the game. The surprise for me was the Eagles defensively had really been good all year long. They had 70 quarterback sacks in the regular season, 78 total with postseason. They got zero against the Chiefs. They didn't didn't get one. And you would think with Patrick Mahomes on that hobbled ankle that that they would have had success tracking him down. But, yeah, he proved to be elusive. And and you got to give, of course, the offensive line amazing props. Yeah, they're the unsung heroes of that game. Uh, their offensive line, they average, they rush for 158 yards against the Eagles' defense, averaged over six yards a rush, and gave up zero quarterback sacks. Man, the Kansas City Chiefs' offensive line was terrific uh, all game. And what Andy Reid did in the second half as a play caller, uh, day down now at halftime, and things aren't going well, and then you saw Mahomes grimacing uh, with the ankle, and you said, oh, man, uh, the way the Eagles are, they could put it to them. They were like a machine in the second half offensively, going up and down the field. So Scored on every uh, drive. Yeah, let's put a pause. Every one. <laughs> yeah, we're going to pause and, it right there. We'll pick up the conversation with that con- t- discussion coming up. And I want to talk about something I saw on the sidelines that really impressed me and talk about championship football. I'll get Mike's thoughts on that and your text at 504-260-1870. Let us know if you have any questions or comments for Mike Dettelier. I'll share them after we get you caught up on WWL Traffic with Courtney P. Dave Cohen in for Tommy Tucker. Mike Dettelier on the line with us. Mike, you saw during that game Andy Reid, Eric Bieniemy, and Patrick Mahomes while the Kansas City Chiefs were on defense huddle for a good five minutes on the sidelines, apparently going over plays, talking about what Mahomes could and couldn't do with that ankle, and really seemed to be strategizing. And I was so impressed to see the head coach, the offensive coordinator, and the quarterback all so intensely working together on that sideline. Uh, And then to see the success they had in that second half, that's the kind of synergy you want on your football team, isn't it? Yeah, and the thing about it is all three of them have worked together for a long period of time now. Uh, So uh, they understand the same language and and what Andy is trying to explain. And Andy kind of saw that uh, putting people in motion, the Eagles were reacting to it a certain way. And it's it's sort of the P and Shell game. They, They were taking that energy that he felt the Eagles defense was overreacting to a lot of the motion. And so let's use it against them. And it goes to show Andy's genius as a play caller. And certainly Eric has, has worked with Andy for such a long period of time. 
and understanding the plays and how it's done. And then Patrick, uh, for all the physical gifts God's given him, it's his ability to process things so quickly in his head. Uh, Bobby and I have spoke about this a long time, and it's for me as a you know as a scout, it's the hardest thing to evaluate of a guy coming out of college into the pros, how quickly he can process information. You like a jet fighter pilot, okay? You don't have a lot of time back there to do it. You have to do it in a split second. Uh, This isn't playing in your backyard. You're not Al Bundy uh, in high school football at Pokai, you know. And the college game today is so much of this RPO stuff which some of it does not equate to the NFL. But how quickly Patrick can just process all that information and being able to figure out what to do. And the three work together. (laughs) I mean, as good as you'll see in this league today. Really, really, uh, they do a fantastic job. And uh, for all that, it it came down to – the Chiefs were just a little bit better yesterday. Just, but we thought that going in, okay, it was like a one, one and a half point favorite for the, the Eagles. Eagles that it would yeah. be this type of close game. And it lived up to the billing of two best teams in the NFL going at it. And it came down to just a couple plays here and there. Yeah, and it really made me as a Saints fan miss the days of Sean Payton, Pete Carmichael Jr., and Drew Brees together. Yeah, well, yeah. And, so, and it, and it shows you how important though that coaching quarterback connection is, and makes you wonder: Can the Saints regain that kind of a, a connection again anytime soon? Which brings us to the Derek Carr conversation. Apparently, he's not interested after two days with the Saints of coming to New Orleans. Well. I've talked about it for two weeks. I knew that the Saints had zeroed in on Derek. He was their guy. They wanted to sign. The big question mark would have been is, how do you pull it off financially? A trade firm, that that you could work out. But it was a financial deal for Derek, and he wants sort of a long-term commitment. Because if you take on his current contract, it's really built – to be a one-year sort of deal, and you could get out if it didn't work. He wants a long-term commitment, and if I was his agent, I would tell him, don't accept it. Don't accept it. Well, apparently he told the Raiders that he wants to enter free agency. He doesn't want to be traded to the Saints. That doesn't mean the Saints won't get him, but it means they won't get him right away. We'll pick up right there when we come back. If not Derek Carr, then who is the Saints quarterback of the future? We'll ask Mike Dettelier that. Continue the Super Bowl conversation and more here on er, on WWL First News. I'm Dave Cohen in for Tommy Tucker. Time for news with Ian Ozan. Dave Cohen in for Tommy Tucker at 643. Good morning. Mike Dettelier is our guest. Mike, we saw how important it is to have a great quarterback and a great coach for both teams in the Super Bowl last night, but particularly for the Kansas City Chiefs as they come away victorious. And it makes you wonder, what does the future hold for the Saints at the quarterback position? If not Derek Carr, which it's looking less likely that's going to happen, then who is the signal caller for the black and gold next season? I wouldn't totally rule out Derek Carr. You're going to be in the the hunt for him. But it opens up the door now for other teams, in particular Carolina Panthers, 
uh, to take a long look at him. So uh, Carl would be your top option and has been for the Saints. I think after that, then you're going to probably be in the mix for Jimmy Garoppolo, another veteran quarterback. Uh, my thoughts on this hasn't changed. You sign a veteran and you draft a young quarterback. Uh, you double dip here uh, at the quarterback position. So uh, let's see how it turns out. Uh, I'm a big believer in drafting a quarterback every year. Uh, I don't, it, <laughs> every no, year. I, I really think it's it's part of the game. You you hit on a little less than thirty percent at the quarterback spot, wherever you pick them. Doesn't matter. First, second, all the way through the seventh round. Uh, only, you know, about a third of them turn out to be NFL quarterbacks. I'm not even talking about starters. So I would pick one every year. Uh, now, it doesn't necessarily mean I'd pick one in rounds one or round two. That has not been the Saints' philosophy to do that. Uh, but it would be what I would do. So I'll certainly take a look at a veteran quarterback. If you Dennis Allen heading into this season, what you don't know about is what Carolina or Atlanta or Tampa will do at quarterback. And I, I'm really not sure they know what they're going to do at quarterback because they're in the same situation as the Saints. But if I walk into this season and it replays all over again the same way it did in 2022 – I'm not going to be here for 2024. I have to get me somebody that can win. And that means a veteran quarterback. Because of the rookies coming out, the only guy I could see stepping from the college game into the pros right off the bat and having a major impact is Bryce Young from Alabama. And you'd have to have the first pick to do it. Uh, I'm a big fan of Hendon Hooker from Tennessee. But I'm not real sure how quickly he'll be able to come back from the knee injury uh, that he sustained. So I have to go out and get me a veteran quarterback, and then I go out and select a young signal caller. So either Carr or Garoppolo as that veteran and maybe Hooker as that new guy because you don't see the Saints finding any way to trade up to the first pick in the draft. Uh, no, they don't have the ammunition to do that. Uh, and, you know, look where you pick at late in round one. You're not going to be able to do it. Uh, the, the fear is what happens if, let's say, Derek Carr decides to sign somewhere else and the Panthers decide to make that move for Bryce Young. And what happens if the Falcons become a major player if the Ravens can't come to terms with Lamar Jackson. And so all of a sudden now, the NFC South, which is wide open at quarterback, uh, because it's an opening in Tampa. Uh, You can see that Carolina is going to go with someone else other than Sam Darnold. And I think the Falcons are looking because that team of Terry Fontenot and Arthur Smith They're entering year three, and uh, the owner is not going to be real patient with them. they got to win. You know, you make a very good point when you talk about the other teams in the division. The NFC South has no quarterbacks now. I mean, (laughs) none. It's wiped out. Yeah, make you raise your eyebrows and go, wow, because all four teams – 
in the division are desperately hungry for a successful quarterback. Uh, and while that bodes well for the Saints being able to make a run for the playoffs, you need that guy if you're going to go beyond just making the playoffs. Well, Dave, the thing about it is you desperately look into because you can make a strong argument of the four teams and how they ended the season. Dalton's the best of the four, okay, because Brady's not there anymore. So, you know, what are you going to go with? Uh, Trask, the former Florida quarterback? Uh, Atlanta has Desmond Ritter, who I liked coming out of Cincinnati, but he's still a young puppy in this league. And the Panthers have Sam Darnold, who had a, a quarterback rating under 10 the final game of the season against the Saints. Uh, you know, so it is wide open because none of them really at this point, I think they have an idea what they'd like to do, but they haven't got that guy yet. So it is completely wide open, just like the race was last year to see who would get into the playoffs. It just so happened to be that, you know, the Bucks and Brady got in. But this year, I, all four are going to have brand-new starting quarterbacks. All right. All four will have new starting quarterbacks. We'll ask Mike to tell you about that when we come back. What, are, what is the status of the quarterbacks that the Saints had last year, and will they all be back this year, and where, is there room for everybody? Mike Dettelier will take a look at what the Saints had last year versus what they'll have this coming year at quarterback coming up next. And we'll talk more about the Super Bowl and how we saw just how important it was in that game to have a great quarterback and how two teams with great quarterbacks were competing for the Lombardi Trophy. I'm Dave Cohen in for Tommy Tucker. We'll pick the conversation up there after we check on traffic with Courtney. In for Tommy Tucker. We're talking to Mike Dettelier. And, Mike, uh, we talked about how important quarterback play is and how we saw that in last night's Super Bowl with two amazing quarterbacks and MVP Patrick Mahomes bringing it home for the Kansas City Chiefs in the last-second victory. You said that all of the teams in the NFC South are going to have a new starting quarterback next season, and you talked about the Saints going after a veteran and a rookie. Well, what does that mean for Andy Dalton, Jameis Winston, and Taysom Hill? None of them are the starter. Are all of them on the team next year? Well, Andy's contract is up, okay? And so he, he would technically be a free agent. I think that ship has sailed with Jameis Winston. <laughs> I don't think he's going to be back on this football team. I would want Taysom Hill back, but not playing strictly at the quarterback position. I, I want him to do what he does best, and that's being an all-around uh, type performer uh, as a running quarterback, occasionally throwing the football, uh, playing a little bit of that flex tight end uh, on special teams. That's what he does best. So I have to go out and get me a veteran and a young quarterback. Uh, and the positions are, are open there, wide open, uh, because Dalton's not signed. And I think you see by the reaction, even though the injury occurred early in the year, uh, that Winston and this football team, I think, have parted ways or eventually will part ways. And so uh, what do you have at quarterback now? Uh, okay, Taysom is who he is, but he's not going to be competing for a starting quarterback spot on this football team or any other team in the NFL. Now that, we've he had is that who conversation. He is. Yeah, we've had that conversation. We've seen yeah. that 
that scenario play out. And if, if you look at the Internet, by the way, everyone believes Sean Payton's going to find some way to get Taysom Hill in Denver. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think that's just Internet. Chatter. Well, he's made that known that, that he, he would like and, and using him the same sort of way. Uh, that we've seen Taysom been used in the past as an all-around player, and he's terrific at it. Uh, but, man, it's the hardest position to find on a football field and what it can do for your team and how it sort of the trajectory of your football team when you find the right guy. The other thing this team desperately needs is to rebuild their offensive-defensive lines. Uh, a defensive line, especially inside, a defensive tackle, uh, you that's an area of concern because last year, for the first time in the last three or four teams, had some success running the ball, which we hadn't seen in the past. They had been able to shut the run down pretty good. Offensive line play, <laughs> uh, I'm not real sure what you have up front, uh, offensive line. But it's an area where you lose a lot of people to injuries. And this team has saw it the last three years. And offensive tackle, guard, center, because uh, I did the study on it, it's the most injured positions out on a football field. So not only do you need to have five guys, you better have seven guys. Because those other two that aren't starters, eventually they will because of injuries. It's, it's part of this league. It, it takes a high toll uh, physically on those offensive linemen. And so you, you better have more than five because we see the Mount Everest drop off uh, yeah. when you lose one. And Andrews, Pete, he's hurt every year. I think you've got to move <laughs> on from that too. I mean, yeah. that, that's just the way it is uh, with Pete. Well, I think he's got talent. His inability to be there when you need him uh, during the season for long stretches just hasn't been there. You have to move on. You know, I, what I've heard you say, I've heard you say you got to have and a lot of need. I've heard that word several times in the last couple of minutes. Uh, it sounds like the Saints are a team that has a lot of needs, has a lot of wants. Uh, I guess the good news is that they're in the NFC South with three other teams who are essentially in the same boat. But um, who do you think, who, who's on top next year? Is it, is it the Chiefs and the Eagles that are the teams to beat right out of the gate again? If San Francisco can get it right at quarterback, they would certainly be in the mix with the Eagles. The AFC is always going to be wide open because of uh, Joe Burrow in Cincinnati, uh, you know, Mahomes in Kansas City, Josh Allen in Buffalo, and out west, you know, let's see how quickly Sean can straighten out the Broncos. All right. Well, we'll see you this afternoon at four with Bobby, huh? Yep. Last second guess of the season. All right, we'll second-guess the Super Bowl with Bobby Hebert and Mike Dettelier today right here on WWL. Thanks, Mike. Always appreciate you spending some time with us here on WWL Thank First you, Dave. News. Appreciate it. All right, coming up next, we're going to talk about Super Bowl. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. For a 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.